With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wherever you get your podcast. Hawkeye fans, get ready. It's time for the Hawkeye Nation radio show, powered by the Polk County iClub on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM, KXNO. Welcome to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Andrew Downs, and I am joined this week by Joe Schmelka. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, buddy, I'm back. Thanks for uh, holding down the fort for the last few weeks and... uh taking over the, I, I listened to all the shows they were great they're awesome uh i think you guys are four and zero with uh with the football team oh, since right. i left yeah. right I, I can't remember if i missed three or four shows but you're undefeated regardless so i appreciate it the basketball team's undefeated uh women's basketball looked great last night against iowa state it is man it's great to be a hawkeye right now life is good in hawkeye country that's that's for sure and, and we appreciate you being back of course joe is the president of the polk county i club and uh how can people get involved with that joe you know if you want to get involved with the polk county i club uh check out our website www.polkiclub.com uh where all of our events are kind of on hold right now <laughs> because of covid so as soon as we come out of covid we're hopeful that Kirk and some of the football players will be able to come over next April. We normally have a big spring football banquet. Jim Carney and uh, the gang on the iClub board, we're trying to get our uh, golf outing set up again at Wakanda. We have the Polk County iClub golf outing at Wakanda, uh, typically right around the middle, first weekend of June. And uh, so we've got a lot of great things going on. It's just this doggone COVID, Andrew just keeps me from doing a lot of the things I want to do. Well, it seems so. like there might be light at the end of that tunnel, so so we'll, we'll cross so. our fingers there and, and hope for the best. And uh, Joining the iClub is a cool way to uh, support Hawkeye Athletics, and, and now is as good of a time as any to uh, to do that. Uh, and, and so that's been fun. And it has been fun to be a, a Hawkeye fan lately, and, and let's talk some more about that with the founder of HawkeyeNation.com. You can find him now at HawkeyePodcast.com. It is John Miller. John, what's up, man? Uh, just just loving life, you know. Winter winter days at sixty degrees plus. I, you know, I just pulled a zobble. Jim would always toss out the weather whenever Joe and I would go down to him this time of year. Let us know how nice it was in Arizona. But you know, right you know. now in the Midwest, it's not so bad either. You know, it's not. We've had we've had some nice days. I think this is kind of the last nice day um, that, according <laughs> to the forecast. So we're going to get some snow here pretty soon and and make it you know look like the holidays. Uh, and and it feels like the holidays right now for the Hawkeyes. Man, five wins in a row. I remember uh, a week ago, John, I asked you if if after zero and two, if you thought four in a row was possible, and and we both kind of uh, said that that we didn't. Uh, a fifth game in a row, a, a nice win, another rivalry win, another streak extended, and I think most importantly, finally a good game from Spencer Petras. It didn't start good, but it sure as hell ended good. Yeah, he's uh, he's Iowa's little version of Rasputin. You can't kill him. Um, he keeps coming back. And <laughs> that first quarter, uh, he did not look good. And I found myself tweeting and, and others as well that, you know, just go to the bullpen to let the kid clear his mind. But uh, I remain convinced now that there's just such a gap between Petrus and, and either 
uh, Hogan or Padilla. It's probably just control and mastery of the playbook and getting in and out of audibles, which are very important things. And Kirk stayed with him. And Spencer, actually for the first time this season, in the second half, kind of settled down and played within himself. He didn't look like a hamster on a cage that he's looked like so many times this season. And it was really nice to see because if he can learn to play within himself, he has the physical attributes, he has the arm, but if he can learn to play within himself mentally and just calm himself down, um, you know, obviously the season's winding to an end and the season unlike any before it and hopefully any of that will ever come after it. Uh, this Iowa team is probably not one many would want to face. No, I, I agree with you, John. I mean, this thing, we, we got everything. I mean, we got a heck of a nice defense. We got an incredible punter. I mean, what a weapon he is. Uh, All-American field goal kicker. Special teams look good. Defense is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Campbell's uh, a, a beast, uh, you know, and, and everything. And, and I agree with you 100%. If we can get Petrus, 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 everybody's asking, Petrus or Petrus, Joe? And I'm like, I think it's Petrus. Petrus. Yeah, it's Petrus. Yep. Petrus. And I, Petrus. And I said, uh, I said, he's just got to settle down. I mean, he's got the arm, like you said, but he just, he even looks nervous just when he's walking around on the sideline. It, it's just yeah. like, I don't know if, I don't know if they're giving him too much Diet Mountain Dew right before he walks out onto the field and he's got too much caffeine going or what, but, um, it, it just certainly seems like the rest of this team is, is looking tough. I am looking forward, uh, I, I rewatched the game the other night and I think offensive line, I like Plum. I think he's a nice player. He's he's probably got a bright future, but I think there's a real drop off from uh, uh, from Conk and uh, Kallenberger uh, mm-hmm. back down to him. He was he was getting beat a little bit here and there and, and things like that. But otherwise, I don't know what you can really I don't know what you can complain about. Um, you know, I there's just hardly anything to complain about. I mean, we're scoring 35 points a game. Uh, defense is you know under 25 for what 22, 23 games in a row now. I mean, they're just they're phenomenal. Um, we can slide in and beat Wisconsin, where we rated in the country now 17th, 16th. 16th. In the, yeah, the playoff rankings. And the playoff rankings. And we got legitimate shot to maybe finish in the top 10 with this crazy team after two very disappointing losses to begin with. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I didn't see it coming, as you all remember. You know, I said after the first game, and probably, well, I was wrong, that, you know, Kirk was at risk of losing the program if they lost to Northwestern. Well, they did lose to Northwestern, and Kirk did not lose the program. And, you know, my rationale at the time I felt was sound, but, you know, it's still wrong. This 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 team, this program, you know, these guys in the team right now, on the team right now, they've rallied around one another. And there was one of two ways it could have gone. It could have gone off the rails like I was concerned about or – they galvanized and they came together and they did the latter and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Certainly it is reminiscent of the 2008 season when that team started three and three, had a number of close losses, had some turmoil at quarterback, and then they came together and lost just one more game the rest of that season. Uh, a great offense. You know, this is probably the best offensive line I was had since that 2018. And they've just been missing consistent play at quarterback on this team. And you're right, Joe, this defense, this defense is, is, you know, much greater than I expected it to be. I, I kind of called it the no-name defense after a couple of games. They are the wrecking crew right about now, and they're fun to watch. I mean, I, I get as much satisfaction and enjoyment out of watching Iowa's defensive series as I do their offensive series because they're just very disruptive. 
You know, talking about the defense, John, and I've I've noticed this. You know, I I think even more than than just this season, but it's it's been a little starker this season in that the defense seems to come out and struggle a little bit early, and and it's actually even gone with with the quarterback. You know, the each new quarterback comes in and and has some success against Iowa's defense for a series or two. We saw it against Penn State. We saw it against Nebraska. We saw it against Illinois this last weekend when when that Williams kid came in at the end of the game. He started to have success against a defense that hadn't given up. I think they'd given up two completions in two plus quarters uh, to Illinois. Is it is it Phil Parker and the adjustments he makes? Is it something that this team you know they need to kind of get punched in the face and and then really toughen up a little bit is that something you're noticing as well yeah it's something i talked about going back to when i was doing sound off way back in the day and that is you know everybody you always used to talk about ken o'keefe's scripted plays on the first drive and the high percentage of times that iowa would score on their first and opening drive because they'd been game prepping and working on that script all week long it's when you go off script that things get a little harder. And it's the same thing for the offense that Iowa's playing. The, the teams that Iowa plays have, you know, Division One Power Five scholarship athletes on it, too. And they've been scripting all week their first drive. So it should come as no surprise that opponents have a higher rate of success or can move the ball on that kind of opening drive, opening quarter. It's when you have to go off script that Phil's got you. And we've seen that throughout the last decade plus. We saw it with Norm Parker as well. And we all kind of view it as, you know, they kind of settle in. And, and definitely there are halftime adjustments. You bring up the Penn State game. Um, I, I, that game to me is a microcosm of it. Iowa, you know, Penn State was trying to spread the field and get Iowa's linebackers outside the tackle box. And every time they did that and Iowa had only one linebacker in the tackle box, Levis kept it and ran. Phil Parker, after two series, made an adjustment, kept in a linebacker and second linebacker inside the box. Penn State stopped running up the middle. I don't think they scored again. Same thing this last week against Illinois. They had some success early on. Not exactly sure what type of adjustment that they made in that game because I haven't watched it twice. But they settle in. They basically, when everybody's off script and it's just man versus man and the chess match actually begins, Phil Parker is the guy that I want controlling pieces. Well, and we just... We, the, the defense has got more playmakers than I thought. I mean, you know, you lose yeah. Epinesa, you lose Geno Stone. Those those guys, I mean, Stone intercept, had a lot of interceptions. He made big plays. Um, Epinesa obviously made a ton of big plays. But, you know, these guys, I mean, Golston makes Golston makes a big play, uh, you know, in the in the Nebraska game as an example. And, well, you know, Nixon is just everywhere. And then uh, 97, I can't even think his last Van name. Balkenberg. Van Valkenburg. Yeah. I mean, Dude comes up the field and 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 stuffs their you know uh, Illinois running back for a six seven eight yard loss after they went up fourteen nothing on us. I mean, they're just they're just making plays. Um, I think another big thing too is is uh, Merriweather going in at safety, mm-hmm. and then that seemed to really free up Belton to play more mm-hmm. of the whatever they call it the cash position that that kind of hybrid linebacker thing yeah and he he's making plays right he, even even riley moss got beat the first couple of times down the field but he really wasn't beat i mean even on a touchdown catch i mean he had great coverage the guy just made an incredible catch and he made a couple other incredible catches when you know moss had his hand right in the guy's face so mm-hmm. i don't know i i agree with you uh our, our defense is a ton of fun to watch the entire team is is a lot of fun to watch the basketball team is a lot of fun to watch caitlin 
<laughs> the women's yeah. basketball Eden team. Clark, yeah. A lot of fun to watch. It is yeah. just it is yeah. really a fun time to be a Hawkeye fan right now. So you you talked you talked about the defense, Joe. You know, Davion Nixon, he's having the most disruptive season by an Iowa defensive lineman since Jonathan Babineau. Yeah. Um way back in the day when Babineau, I think it was oh four. He was second in the nation in tackles for loss at 25. The guy ahead of him was from a you know a non-power five school, and right now Davion Nixon's on pace would be on pace for 24 tackles for loss in one season, and the, and and Nixon's doing that against Big Ten competition entirely. Where Babineau had a couple of games against some patsies to pad the stats. What Nixon is doing and the way that he's playing and the multiple techniques that he's showing from leverage, from hand fighting, from bull rush. This guy, he, you know, I'm no NFL draft expert, but if he's not a first round NFL pick, then you can stuff me in the trash can because he is legit. And I think three of the top 10 Big Ten leaders in tackles for loss are Golston, Nixon, and Van Valkenburg. Wow. That's incredible. I did not see that coming. In this five-game win streak, John, uh, we've been able to extend winning streaks against uh, Nebraska and Minnesota and Illinois. We've been able to break a bad streak against Penn State, and now we face a team that has had our number for the better part of a decade. Uh, it was it was ten years ago that that this this rivalry really shifted into Wisconsin's favor, and they've been dominant. As hard as that is for me to say, as a guy who absolutely hates the Badgers, uh, they have dominated this series. Their offense has really kind of come apart after the first couple of games, but their defense is solid. What do you see as some keys to victory for the Hawkeyes Saturday afternoon against the Badgers? It's interesting. I watched their opening season game against Illinois on a Friday night. You guys may have as well. Yep. And I remember tweeting at that time, I said, I know it's just the first game, but this Illinois, this Wisconsin offensive line is nowhere near their standard of the last decade and their running backs are nowhere near the standard of the last decade. And that has played out for this season. Um, obviously, they've been disrupted significantly by COVID, maybe more so than any other Big Ten team. It's hard to get continuity going. But their running game is not this, you know, this wrecking crew that it's been for the better part of the last you know, 15, 20 years. They're just not. Graham Mertz is actually a more traditional, typical Wisconsin game-managing quarterback than everybody thought after that first game when he had five touchdown passes and no interceptions. Now, their defense, on the other hand, so and then they're going to be without their top receiver, Davis, um, on Saturday as well. He's not going to make – he's not going to play. So their offense is really kind of fangless, in my opinion. And you're going to see Iowa likely not play the 5-2-4. I would imagine they'll probably go more 4-3 and get those three talented linebackers and Campbell and Wallace and Neiman out there at the same time, which is advantage Iowa. Now, their defense, still really good. That 3-4 approach that they have, their linebackers have done a better job than any other team that Iowa has faced of really shutting down Iowa's zone scheme, those backside linebackers penetrating and cutting off the cutback lanes. I really hope to see Iowa do more running out of spread formations and more ISO blocking as opposed to zone schemes in this game. It's not like they don't have the blueprint and they don't know what's coming from Wisconsin. I'll be really disappointed if Iowa doesn't win this game. Iowa should win this game. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think <clears throat> unless we beat ourselves with turnovers or something like that, which we certainly haven't been doing, um, that that's one of the big keys to it. But um, yeah, I, I let's give credit to Brian Ferentz too. I mean, 
a lot of times, you know, when the offense has sputtered, it hasn't been the play call. I mean, the play call's there. The receiver's there. The receiver's open. Um, it's been it's been Petrus, you know, throwing it in the dirt, throwing it too high, throwing it too long, you know, just making an inaccurate and bad pass. Um, but can you imagine if he was, if he had been more accurate, and if he, you know, if he played an entire game like he played the second half the other day? I mean, this team, this team, I really be two something. wins away from the college football playoff. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just. If he was just playing a little better, a little more accurate, it's not like he's making huge mistakes. He's come close a few times. That Nebraska game, he threw a horrible pass over to the other side that should have been intercepted. And then uh, even in even in this game, Laporta, the last game against Illinois, Laporta made a catch that bounced right off both hands of the uh, Illinois defender that was kind of at a key moment of that game. So, But, yeah, if, if, if Petrus plays a little bit better and can get to a point where he sells down, plays an entire game, uh, man, we're really something. I, I think. I think we're really something else. So, John, thank you for the time. As always, people can check you out at HawkeyePodcast dot com. Thank you, guys. Always good to talk to you. Good to see you. Good to talk again, Joe. All right, buddy. Take care. Be safe. Bye. This is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. We're powered by Reynolds and Reynolds Insurance. Check them out. Thank them for their support of HawkeyeNation.com and Hawkeye Athletics. It's Andrew Downs and Joe Schmucka. And when we come back, we're going to bring in the voice of the fan. It's Joe Hugan, part of our team at HawkeyeNation.com to, uh, again, break down the, the win over Illinois, the five-game win streak, the game this weekend against Wisconsin, and maybe get some hoops talk with Joe as well. This is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show on 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 FM. Reynolds & Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds & Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds & Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds & Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at reynolds-reynolds.com. At Reynolds & Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. John Miller here for The Roman Group. They're a public accounting firm in West Des Moines. They believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership. The Roman Group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success. Services include tax accounting and business consulting. The Roman Group is locally owned and operated, providing services throughout the Midwest as well as nationally. Call The Roman Group at 515-278-4531. That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Every day, Fast Science helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At Fast Science, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact Fast Science today. Call Fast Science and Clive at 224-1210 or visit fastsigns.com slash 42. Hey, folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but West Side Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. They took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and Westside's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. 
years. Give Westside a call, 515-276-8899. Westside Appliance, your home appliance repair experts. Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs, 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com. Again, that's 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com. Welcome back to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on KXNO. We're 106.3 FM, 1460 AM, anywhere in the world at iHeartRadio. And uh, on your podcast page, Hawkeye Nation Podcast, uh, if you're not hearing us there, you can subscribe to the Hawkeye Nation Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we post this show and have instant reactions and a bunch of cool stuff there each and every week. And uh, and one of the guys that we we rely on for podcast content is our voice of the fan. It's Joe Hugan. Joe Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Doing a lot better after uh, that first big test by the Iowa basketball. Yeah, you know, let's let's start there. And and Joe uh, Schmelka and I, Joe Schmelka, the president of the Polk County Eye Club, joining me here in <laughs> studio. I forgot to introduce you there, Joe. Sorry about that. Um, Joe and I were just talking off the air before we got you on the line here uh, that we we were glad to see this psych- this Hawkeye team get tested a little bit. You know, they, they jumped out to that early lead, uh, hit that big three at the half, and had a 12-point lead at halftime. And you feel like if they had just cruised to a win, if they if they had cruised to a 13-point win, they may not have learned much about themselves, and maybe it ultimately wasn't the test that they needed in this early season because they hadn't been tested up until that point. It We, we thought it was almost a good thing that North Carolina came back, took the lead, and, and made Iowa really work for that win. How do you think about that, Joe? Well, you know, it's a blue blood program. Uh, it might not be the North Carolina team that uh, you know we're used to every single year, but it's still North Carolina. Roy Williams, you knew that he was going to have his team ready and to mount a comeback. They did mount a comeback in the second half, but I, I think it's telling that you know Garza ended up with a really good night, and it was a struggling night for him. Uh, he, he did a lot of good things, but not in the the scoring way but in the defensive way. He struggled a little bit on the scoring um, uh, end of the court, but that's because they were so tall. They had so much length, and they were really getting into him. But that's a good thing because it showed that we have a whole group of guys who can score big points in big moments and really hurt you if you're going to key in on our big man down low. Yeah, it, it really showed some diversity with the team and, and the fact that, that Gars is smart, right? Got the ball down there, worked, got the double team, passed it out. And it wasn't even just that first pass. It was the second pass a lot of times. You know, go from Garza to Connor Caffrey over to Frederick or over to Bohannon or something. And, and somebody got a really nice, really got a really nice open shot. Um, it, it, the announcers kept complaining about our defense all the time. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be a great defensive team. We're just not, we're not geared for that, right? But, We've got so many different options and, and, and so many different ways that we can play. We can go bigger. We can go smaller. We can go quicker. Um, you know, it, it, it's just the versatility of this team is is amazing. But it's going to come down to, you know, how well can our guard shoot? Guards is going to put the ball in the basket, okay? He's going to get 15, 20, 25 points. 
that's not going to win the game for you, right? Um, against really good competition, you got to have some of these other guys. They got to step up, and and they did. You know, they 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 really did against North Carolina. We'll see what happens against you know more of a Gonzaga type uh, here in a couple of weeks. What do you, uh, Joe? Let's let us let us get an idea on. Uh, let's see. We got the Iowa State game tomorrow night. We can talk about that for a minute. Yeah, or two. just a minute or two. <laughs> well, uh, this is like really the only Cyhawk week we're going to get this yeah. year. The the wrestling schedule for Iowa State came out today and doesn't have Iowa on it. Apparently, the Big Ten is just going to be conference. I don't think we're going to get a Hawkeye Cyclone Bowl matchup or anything like that. And so this is kind of our one Cyhawk week to really uh, really dive into this rivalry that. Uh, at least I have have kind of missed this year. Yeah, big I I I've missed it a lot. It's it's a rivalry that we need. The state needs it. We need to have bragging rights. Uh, we need to have something to distract ourselves. But I was thinking today, you know, we didn't get a chance to compete for the Cyhawk Trophy. And as far as I know, there really isn't any uh, NCAA basketball traveling trophies like that. We need to introduce like the Bohannon shoes. <laughs> As the the trophy for the winner of I love the it. Iowa Iowa State I like game, that. we we need a trophy because we need some hardware to bring home and, and to keep. So that's my suggestion. But as far as this game on on Friday tomorrow, uh, you know, I think that we are going to be you know we're going to overmatch them. We're going to have more talent on our team. Um, I think they're going to still bring it to us. Uh, they're they're really they seem to be more of a, a development team right now, which is crazy to think about because. Their football program is on fire right now, and their basketball program is kind of uh, not doing so well. But I still expect them to bring it to us. Uh, there's going to be uh, some theatrics and some antics. I can almost guarantee it. And I think that a lot of people are going to be excited just to see Iowa against Iowa State. You know, it's uh, time to do a little bragging here because it's been almost 1,100 days, guys, since Iowa State has beaten Iowa in one of these four major sports, talking basketball, men's and women's, uh, wrestling, and football, obviously, football has a five ma- five game winning streak against the Cyclones. The Iowa State, the Iowa women, had went went to five games in a row against Iowa State uh, last night with their win. The Iowa men have won two in a row, and that that's the last Cyclone win was in the men's game in, in 2017. And in wrestling, it's like 15 years in a row or something like that. So, uh, truly, is a Hawkeye State and a lot of fun. And you know, Joe, I really appreciate having Iowa kids on this basketball team in weeks like this, and and it has come through. I mean, Cordell Pemsel the last couple of years has really kind of you know picked it up. You talk about Jordan Bohannon and, and what he's done. The McCaffrey boys have really bought into this rivalry. Joe Wieskamp, I talked to him a couple of days ago uh, on the radio and and he he's excited about this game and he's not a guy who gets fired up for much at all uh and so it's it's fun to see iowa kids on an iowa team that have bought into this rivalry uh take pride in winning this game and and you've seen that on the floor the last couple of years and then you know throw in the fact that they're a top five team in the country and it's all uh it's all really really fun as as an iowa kid myself to see see these guys really take pride in this no, it's 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 fantastic uh, that we have the amount of talent in our own state that North Carolina hasn't been able to poach off of us. It's <laughs> it, it's great seeing them. I mean, you, yeah. you have the, uh, the the Murray twins uh, coming into this. It's going to be fun to see them uh, get after it uh, and really uh, show the state of Iowa uh, how much talent we truly do have in the state. So I'm looking forward to it. There's there's a lot of great basketball we play, and I think yeah, you're going to see some some fun stuff tomorrow. You know, you talk about the Murray twins and and Keegan Murray provided a real spark off the Huge. bench against North Huge. Carolina. And and we saw some of that in the 
Uh, again, I want to say like preseason games. Those weren't preseason games. They counted. But before Iowa really stepped up competition on Tuesday night, we did see Keegan Murray getting in. Uh, but it, it seems like he's going to be a big part of this rotation. Um, I, I got ahead of myself a little bit, I think, in the Instant Reaction podcast on HawkeyeNation.com Tuesday night saying, you know, I think he's probably the, the first guy off the bench, maybe ahead of Patrick and Nunji. Nunji has probably earned that respect at this point. So so my apologies to him. But I, I do think what I've seen out of Keegan Murray, especially – as a freshman, uh, I'm very, very excited about what this kid can provide. Well, he, he gets after it right away. Um, his, his energy level in, in production have been really great off the bench. Uh, one of the things I noticed uh, the other night is that the first half, we didn't have any bench points. There were none. Yeah. The second half, that changed. And uh, you had your contributors uh, from Toussaint and, and Keegan Murray. So it was, it was nice to see that they were able to get active and show that we have some depth and able to mount a comeback like we were. Yeah, I mean, just the versatility of the uh, of this team and, and the shooting ability. I mean, I, I don't know how – it's hard to guard us. Yeah. I mean, frankly, you really can't play zone against us. Um, we got too many good shooters. You can't play like a box and one against us. You, you really have to go man-to-man. And if you do that, you got to pick your poison. You either got to go down like North Carolina did and double and really get after Garza, and he's smart enough and a good enough passer to – uh, make those passes around, and then you got, I mean, Frederick, I don't think he even hit the rim. I mean, <laughs> right. he was just splashing net. And then Bohannon, I think he's just going to continue to get better and better as the season goes, right? Uh, and, and Toussaint comes in and gives you, you know, just some speed and some guts and some strength. Uh, like you said, uh, Murray comes in, makes a great play at a time when we really, really needed it. Uh, and then, of course, you got Wieskamp. You know, I hadn't even talked about him, and, and he had a heck of a nice game. So there, there's there's just so many different combinations, so many ways that we can play in so many different people that uh, it's going to be a really fun basketball season. So let's just uh, let's keep let's keep Garza healthy and yes. keep everybody moving right along, and it should just be a ton of fun through these bleak winter months. Yeah, going to be interesting to see if Gonzaga is able to, to kind of make this game. You know, they, they had a COVID issue. They've canceled four games. Uh, really just kind of leading up to the Iowa game. It yeah. seems like they decided, okay, Iowa's the next big game. We'll cancel all the games between now and then and, uh, and, and circle that on our calendar. So hopefully we'll get that game because yeah. I think, I, I, in my mind, guys, I needed Iowa to win one of these two games, North Carolina or Gonzaga. It's nice to get the win against North Carolina, and now – if you fall just short against Gonzaga, if but but if you you know, I think Iowa will show that they they belong at that level and they belong on the floor with these guys. Um, can Iowa's offense score enough to beat Gonzaga? Can they slow them down them down enough offensively? We'll, we will see. But now at least it's not a situation where you feel like you have to win to prove your ranking or prove something like that. I think you can go into this Gonzaga game feeling pretty relaxed and thinking, you know, we as long as we hang with these guys and are close at the end and give ourselves a shot to win, and of course I want to win. I would love a win. It might vault us to number one in the country. Yeah, uh, but absolutely it, it, it does feel good to kind of get that signature win, get that measuring test game under our belts, and, and now kind of look ahead to that, that game, uh, what, a week from Saturday. A week from Saturday, and you're exactly right. They shut down their basketball team until the 14th. So I think a week from, uh, well, it's Monday, coming up on Monday before they're even going to practice or get back together. Right. Again. So they should, be, they should be good to go by then and should be, a fun, should be a fun game. I actually had four tickets to the game up there in uh, Sioux Falls, and then they've announced now that there will be no, uh, yeah. no fans at the game. So I was so bummed out that about sucks. that. That would have been so much fun to go in a small arena 
like that and watch watch these two great teams play. That would have been a ton of fun. But not going to happen. I'll have to watch it on TV instead. <laughs> Just like oh, the well. rest of us. Oh well. Hey, at least we're watching it. We're relevant, and it's going to be it's going to be a fun, fun basketball. Any season. final words, Joe Hugan, about this uh, this basketball team, this basketball season so far? You know, it's it's going to be really interesting when we get into Big Ten play because they kind of know what to expect out of us. They've seen us before. They've seen Garza. Um, this league right now is probably the deepest you've ever seen, and it's going to create a lot of challenges. Uh, it's going to be a little bit easier um, in regards that we're not going to have fans in the uh, the opposition at the uh, the arenas this year, but there, it's a high-scoring uh, league. So maybe our defense isn't going to be much of an issue. I know they kept on talking about that, like you guys said, but it may not be the case this year. It might just come down to who's got the motor to keep it going, and hopefully Iowa can take it all the way to the finish. I think so, man. I think so. It's going to be awesome. should be a lot of fun. Joe Hugan, voice of the fan. Check him out, HawkeyeNation.com. He does podcasts for us and a bunch of cool stuff. So, Joe, thank you for the time as always. Hey, thanks, and go Hawks. Uh, go Hawks. Uh, this is the Hawkeye Nation radio show. We are on KXNO. It's 1460 AM, 106.3 FM, anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio app. Joe Schmelka and Andrew Downs will uh, talk some more Hawkeye sports. It's a great time to be a Hawkeye here in the Hawkeye State. Uh, we'll do that when we come back in just a couple of minutes here on the Hawkeye Nation radio show. Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs. 515-446-7322 or Manchester ls.com again that's 515-446-7322 or manchesterls.com john miller here for the roman group they're a public accounting firm in west des moines they believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership the roman group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success services include tax accounting and business consulting the roman group is locally owned and operated providing services throughout the midwest as well as nationally call the roman group at 515 278 That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Reynolds & Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds & Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds & Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds & Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at reynolds-reynolds.com. At Reynolds & Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. Every day, Fast Science helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At Fast Science, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact Fast Science today. Call Fast Science and Clyde at 224-1210 or visit fastsigns.com slash 42. Hey, folks. Folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but Westside Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. 
they took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and Westside's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. Give Westside a call, 515-276-8899. Westside Appliance, your home appliance repair experts. Welcome back, HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. My name is Andrew Downs. I'm joined by Joe Schmelka, the president of the Polk County iClub. Uh, Joe, welcome back, first of all. It's good to have you back here on a Thursday <laughs> night. It's it's nice to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Had some uh, health issues with my mom and a few other things uh, that we had needed to take care of. So I knew it was in able hands, capable, <laughs> very capable and able hands with you and, uh, you and John uh, jumping on the show and then having having Joe Hugan jump in, and uh, you guys did a great job. I listened to all of them and love listening to the podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Yeah, you can all check All the great out. articles. Rob Howell's out there writing some great articles. We've got John Bonenkamp. Uh, We've got all kinds of good people. Yeah, really a cool great lineup going on, on website, right now. So. It, 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 and, the, and the website has been completely revamped. It's got a, yeah. a really cool new look. Um, and yeah, you, you talk about you know Rick Brown had a column today about Caitlin Clark, and maybe just take a second to talk about what she's doing and and that that game she had last night. Uh, the Hawkeyes were down, I think, at seventeen in the fourth quarter at one point, and to be able to come back and and win that game, uh, to have a freshman hit the shot that she that she hit to win the game, the the three pointer with. 22 seconds left to go up by two and and this is a good Iowa State team they were ranked 15th to come into yeah. the season they'd lost a couple of games but Ashley Jones who, who's a great player had a, had a big night but what Caitlin Clark has done so far in her first three or four games as a Hawkeye I mean she had wild expectations coming in coming in as one of the top players in the country and she has surpassed these expectations I mean with flying colors it's amazing what she's doing Iowa has a three-year streak of the Big Ten Women's Basketball Player of the Year in a couple years with Megan Gustafson and then Kathleen Doyle a year ago. You wonder if Caitlin Clark can kind of work herself into that position as a freshman. And women's basketball isn't a a sport where we typically see people leave early to go pro or anything like that. And so four years of Caitlin Clark, sign me up for that right now as a Hawkeye fan. Definitely. I mean, she she can just come down and, and she's so strong and so fluid. And uh, once again, like you said, as a freshman, a step back move to to hit a three pointer to win a game uh, like that. But but just the moves, the passing, her, her entire game, you know, is just very very strong. I'm sure she's going to even work harder to be a better defender and, and things like that. So not like she doesn't have areas that she can improve. But like you said, this was a good Iowa State team. This is a good Iowa State team. And for her to go out there and score that many points and the game winner at the end. You know, phenomenal. The future's bright. The future is very, very bright for uh, Iowa women's basketball. It is. The program that, that Lisa Bluter has built there, and, and even kind of taken to another step, taken another step to another level these last couple of years. It's It's been fun. Uh, and it has been fun, as we've talked about all night here, to be a Hawkeye right now. A, a lot of a lot of good things going on, a lot of positive, and one of those things, obviously, is a five-game winning streak in the, in the football uh, and and you have a chance now to kind of exercise some demons against a Wisconsin team that, as John Miller pointed out in our first segment, has dealt with COVID maybe more than any other Big Ten yeah. team. I mean, uh, they they really had a wrench thrown into their season, and so they've only had four games. They're two and two, uh, and they've really struggled the last couple of games to do anything offensively. You really feel like Iowa has a good chance to to shut them down, and uh, this defense which has been a revelation to all of us this season, uh, can really make some hay Saturday afternoon and, and keep Wisconsin in check. And then all, all you need to do is have um, 
you know, Goodson have a nice game, have Petrus continue to grow and continue to, to do well in this offense, have Brian Ferentz continue to scheme things up with the Wildcat and some of the, yeah. the jet sweeps and, and that sort of a thing. And you really feel confident about Iowa going into this game to, uh, to, to get a sixth in a row. Yeah, let's hope so. And then uh, as we look ahead to the to the next weekend and the uh, you know the the championship weekend yeah. playoffs, whatever you want to call it, I call it championship weekend over there. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Ohio State Northwestern now, and then we'll be playing Indiana. It does, yeah. So, it, so a good Indiana that's gonna team. Be, that's going to be an exciting game. I think I, it is. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I personally thought that uh, I'm fine with them changing the rule and putting Ohio State in there. I think they should have had a. You know, a, uh, a rule for the rule, if you will. <laughs> yes, and said, right. Okay, if it comes down, I understand what they were trying to do by saying you got to play at least six games. They didn't want one of the front runners, like let's say Ohio State was was ahead and the, and that game was very very meaningful against Wisconsin. If they were to lose, or I'm sorry, against Michigan, if they were to lose, you know, they could they could lose their spot in the championship game. Well, that's not the case. I mean, the the Ohio State Michigan game. Even if Ohio State lost, okay, it makes no difference. They were right. still going to be the best in the East. They beat Indiana head to head, so you got the head to head thing going. Um, and and Michigan was the one that was the one with COVID. Yes. They were the ones that shut the game down, so it wasn't Ohio State's fault there either. So it was kind of a made up rule. I get why they why they came up with it. The rule didn't really apply, if right. you will. Right. It, it, the purpose of the rule, I guess I'll say, the purpose of the rule. Didn't really apply. I think the Big Ten made a good decision. I think they got rid of it, and I think it's smart for the Big Ten. I think it's smart for everybody. I think it's going to be a really good game, too. Totally contrasting styles and talent levels and everything, you know, between Northwestern and Ohio State. Yeah, got to think Ohio State's probably going to take it and run away with for it. For sure. But I think the second game is really going to be good. I gotta be honest. I, I'm I'm kind of glad we're not playing Ohio State. You know, they got a little revenge factor from a couple of years ago, and we right. beat them really bad. Um, they would want to be showing, uh, you know, everybody that, uh, that 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 they need to be in that in the uh, the final four, so to speak. I think Iowa and Indiana. I think that's going to be a heck of a fun football game. Indiana's got a great team. Yeah, they're down to their second string quarterback, but man. They haven't missed much of a beat with him. No, and uh, we're going to have our hands full. Big time in that game. Yeah, it, it'll be fun, and I, I I agree with you on the the whole Big Ten thing, and the the optics of it aren't great, but the Big Ten put itself in this position when it prematurely canceled the season, and then ha- kind of yep. had to scramble to get everything back. and And I think you're right. the The idea of the rule, as it was originally put out there, was they didn't want a two and O Ohio State team or a two and O Wisconsin yeah. team to get to a Big Ten championship over a you know six and two Iowa team. That wouldn't have felt right. It would have been weird. So they had to put some sort of rule in there, but that rule ended up not being a factor. It didn't apply. And Ohio State's the best team in the East. They've proven they're the best team in the East. As you said, even if they had gotten blown out by Michigan this Saturday, they still earned their place to win the Big Ten East and and play in that championship game. And and, And they beat Indiana. Yeah, if they was, had lost, that's a thing for me right there. If they had lost they to Indiana, Indiana or if head. they, for whatever reason, hadn't played Indiana, I could see a little more of an yep. argument. And then there's just an extent to which we have to be honest about what pulls the strings here. Uh, it's not integrity as much as maybe we hope it would be. It's not necessarily some of these other kind of highbrow things. It's it's money and prestige and getting big, getting a Big Ten team Whoever that is, and it, it just happens to always be Ohio State, uh, getting that team into the college football playoff is a big payday for this league, 
and therefore for every school, every member of this league. And it's true. a big prestige thing. I, I don't root for, for Ohio State for the most part, but as a fan of a Big Ten team, I think it's cool that we will have a team or, or likely will have a team in the college football playoff. I think that is a thing that a conference can hang its hat on. And, and, and it's our best team. Yes. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I, I don't care who yes. you're talking to. Indiana did come out and play a nice game with they them, did. but hey, it was head-to-head, and, and they got beat. And I, and I think Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten, and they should be playing for the championship. So um, you can go down that road, talk about it all you want. It would but, be interesting to get that Iowa-Ohio State game, though, because oh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know fine. that I want it, but... Uh, Petrus, that, Petrus would have had to have a hell of a game. Okay, <laughs> yes, let's, let's, let's put that in there right yes. now. He would have had to have a heck of a game. Yes, but yes, he would. That would have been fun to watch. I'd have screamed and yelled the entire the entire game, hoping that the Hawkeyes could beat him. And that would have been one of those you know amazing opportunities uh, to play and and win as an underdog. But <laughs> you know what? Let's 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 take Indiana in this crazy season. Yeah. And and as you look at finalizing the season, you know, I was talking to one of my Iowa State friends, and he's like, "Oh, it's just so nice to have a." Uh, top ten team and be ahead of ahead of the Hawkeyes and all that. And I said, well, there, there's still a lot of football to be played. Yes, there yeah. is. I said, I was got three games left. You guys have got two. I mean, you're going to probably be an underdog against Oklahoma, and then you're going into almost a bowl certainly game be an underdog. In a, yeah, New Year's I, Six. Type I said I was taking end up you know seven and four again. Worst case, um, you know I, I think we got eight and two. We we could we could get to eight and two and and, and go from there. So. I said, you know, there's just there's just a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Let's not, put the, let's not put this season, let's not put this season to bed just yet. Okay? Wouldn't that be something after all this? If if in the end, because you're right, Iowa theoretically could be a, a top ten team before this thing is over. I mean, you, you beat Wisconsin, uh, you go beat a, a pretty good Indiana team in that Champions Week. Who knows what the bowl season is going to look like, uh, or you know what kind of chaos will happen ahead of Iowa in these rankings Absolutely. and things like that. But you go win a good bowl game. And you could certainly be a top 10 team. And as you said, the Cyclones are not going to be favored against Oklahoma in a week and a half. They're not going to be favored most likely in whatever bowl game they then advance to, whether that's the Cotton Bowl with a win or you know a Fiesta Bowl with a loss. Um, they're going to be playing a good team in a bowl game, and they haven't historically done well against good teams in bowl games. So <laughs> it would, it'll, it'll be interesting. It, it, it's going to be interesting. I'll, my whole point was, you know... I, Nothing against Iowa State. I just like there's a lot of football to be played. Yes, left there is. Yet, okay. So let's let's let the season wind out. You are at the end of the year what your record says you are, and they've still got two games left. Uh, uh, we got three. How so. much did the the I guess you know second, third, and fourth quarter against Illinois for Spencer Petrus change your mindset about him long term? Because I think. Going into the game, I was pretty confident that, and, and I still think there will be an open quarterback competition this offseason. I think there needs to be. I think you you have to give yourself that opportunity, especially if you're able to get a full spring football and a full you know summer schedule. If if you know, hopefully that there's a vaccine or you know things have calmed down on on the COVID front by the time this all rolls around and you can have more of a normal year. I think it. I think yeah. you owe it to yourself to to open that up. But and and in that first quarter. I was as down on Petrus as you can be down on a player. You, I mean, and, you and me both. Yeah, I think I think everybody. I was <laughs> I was wanting Nate Stanley back as far as you know some of his bad games where he overthrew the yeah. ball and, and made some mistakes. You're like, they they weren't that bad. I mean, these <laughs> exactly. kids were open. That's why everybody's like, I got some friends that were complaining about Brian Ferentz and his play calling. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, 
These kids are wide open. I mean, uh, Reganey in the back of the end zone against Nebraska, he was open by five yards. There were a couple of times in that Uh, those first couple series against Illinois where it was like it it wasn't that he couldn't throw the ball; it was that he didn't throw the ball. Yeah, he would throw it right into the ground, or uh, he was taking sacks. It was it was almost like he he had completely lost confidence. Obviously, that didn't happen, and and you know, good on the kid, and and it says a lot about him that that he was able to in in a game like that pick that back up. I want to continue to yeah. see it, okay? I mean, he, he, he still needs to put up, I, I guess, kind of a complete game together. Once he puts a complete yes. game together, like if he comes out this weekend and he doesn't have to light it up, he doesn't have to throw the ball, go 35 of 42 for 420 yards and six touchdowns. My point is, is he, he's just got to start hitting those open receivers. Yep. He's got to make the crisp pass. He's got to hit them in stride. He seems to throw the ball behind him a lot. His accuracy is, is really what it is. Um, and I don't know if that's because he's nervous, if he's gripping the ball too tight. Um, it looks like it sometimes. But he, he, I think he needs to roll out a lot, too. I think when, when he rolls out, yes. he seems to throw the ball a little bit he better. He does. He um, can't get those happy feet. You know, he, yeah. he can't get too excited, it seems like. And so a lot of good things going on there. I, I think we've got a lot of talent on this team. And don't forget, uh, we are one of the top or one of the five youngest Power 5 teams in the country. Yes. One of the youngest. And okay. a good recruiting class coming Fifth in. youngest with a big recruiting class coming in. So um, I think Hawkeye football looks pretty darn bright for the future. I know we got some got some dark clouds hanging out there that we're going to have to navigate through, but let's, let's hope all that uh, gets handled and uh, we can focus on football next year. Wouldn't it be nice to just focus on football? He is Joe Schmelka. I'm Andrew Downs. When we come back on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show, we will give our predictions for this weekend's game against Wisconsin and wrap this thing up here on 1460 KXNO, now 106.3 FM. Hey folks, John Miller here. It's a new football season, but West Side Appliance Repair is still doing fantastic work. When you have a washing machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, or any home appliance in need of repair, I highly recommend you call them. I've done so in the past. They took care of me. They have the best and most experienced service technicians in Central Iowa, and West Side's been serving Central Iowa homes for over 50 years. Give West Side a call, 515-276-8899. West Side Appliance, your home appliance repair experts. John Miller here for the Roman Group. They're a public accounting firm in West Des Moines. They believe in the value of relationships and view each client like a partnership. The Roman Group believes their company's success is a result of their client's success. Services include tax accounting and business consulting. The Roman Group is locally owned and operated, providing services throughout the Midwest as well as nationally. Call the Roman Group at 515-278-4531. That's 515-278-4531. The Roman Group says, Go Hawks! Do you own or manage a fleet of cars, trucks, or equipment? At Manchester Leasing Services, we partner with business owners and decision makers in the management of their ever-changing vehicle fleets. We work hand-in-hand with clients who are frustrated with the vehicle acquisition and disposal processes or who are in search of lower vehicle operating costs and a better overall service process, all to help them save time, improve their bottom line, and stay focused on their business. Call Manchester Leasing for all your fleet management and leasing needs. 515-446-7322 or Manchester L. LS.com. Again, that's 515-446-7322 or ManchesterLS.com. 
Reynolds & Reynolds is a full-service, family-owned insurance agency in downtown Des Moines for over 30 years. Hi, I'm Stan W. Reynolds. Reynolds & Reynolds offers a full line of insurance products, including health, life, disability, 401k, property, and liability insurance. At Reynolds & Reynolds, we make sure our clients get the best attention, service, claims handling, and price. Please call Reynolds & Reynolds at 1-800-767-1724 to set up a free insurance consultation with one of our agents. Or look us up on the web at Reynolds-Reynolds.com. At Reynolds & Reynolds, Inc., no one works harder to manage your risks. Every day, Fast Science helps businesses like yours with their visual communications. We ask the right questions, recommend smart solutions, and help you build your business. Our knowledgeable consultants uncover your communication challenges and provide visible solutions. At Fast Science, we're innovators, planners, and designers. We're more than fast, more than signs, and we're more than ready to help. Contact Fast Science today. Call Fast Science and Clive at 224-1210 or visit fastsigns.com slash 42. Welcome back to the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on KXNO, 1460 AM, 106.3 FM. I am Andrew Downs. He is Joe Schmelka, the president of the Polk County Eye Club, uh, where you can get involved and, uh, and help out uh, Hawkeye Athletics. And also check out HawkeyeNation.com. If you missed any of this show, it'll all be up on the podcast page. And so Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. We have a bunch of cool stuff, instant reactions, a lot of fun go- things going on there, and, uh, of course, coverage of all the major events going on in Hawkeye Nation which uh, it's a good place to live right now, Joe, as we're riding high uh, as Hawkeye fans. And we got a big game this Saturday, a 2.30 kick in Kinnick Stadium against Wisconsin. How do you see this game playing out? You know, I, I hope we don't get into just the, the smash mouth thing. I, I, I think, uh, like John said earlier, I think we're better at running the ball and we kind of spread things out once in a while, shake it up. I love the fact that we've gone a little bit of wildcat. I think that gives a whole wrinkle to it that a defense has got to worry about. We've obviously got great receivers. Petrus just needs to settle down yeah. and hit the open receiver. He doesn't have to make the huge play. Just needs to settle down, hit the open receiver. Uh, could come down to some field goals. I, I, I think, you know, they're a tough team to score against. That they We just struggle to match up with, with them and Purdue, you know, the way that they, they seem to play defense sometimes. And so I think it's going to be really, really important uh, – uh, to have Duncan, you know, hit some field goals. Field position is going to be huge. Our punter is a weapon. Yes, okay? he is. Taylor is an absolute weapon. He's unbelievable. You can see how happy Kirk is when he drops <laughs> one inside the five ten yard line, and and how that helps our team. Right. That's exactly the philosophy we want to play with. Charlie Jones, once again, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty yard return. Great field position. Go down, score, and and that's just the way we got to keep playing. Um, don't turn the ball over. I think we win pretty easily. Make some scores at the end of the game. Something like I'm thinking 38-13. Okay, I, I don't think I was going to score quite that much. I, no. I, I respect Wisconsin's defense a little a little bit more than that, and I'm I'm still. As you said, I need to see a complete game out of Spencer Petras to really buy into it. Uh, I hope I see that, and, and hopefully they are able to put up a lot of points. I don't think Wisconsin is going to have much success against Iowa's defense. I think, uh, as we talked about, usually the first series or two, a team can kind of go down the field a little bit on the defense, but once they make adjustments and toughen up a little bit, uh, I think Wisconsin's going to have a long day on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they get more than 10 points. I think Iowa scores you know, three touchdowns, something like that. So I'm going to go 24-10, Hawkeyes. Uh, I think they get this win, and uh, it'll be nice to finally get a win over Wisconsin. Uh, even though it's a weird season, 
It, it you know won't mean a lot as far as the rivalry because there's really nothing on the line in this game as far as you know going to a Big Ten championship or anything like that. Hopefully that'll be the case next year because we get them the final game of the year next year again before going back to the the uh, Nebraska, Nebraska Black Friday game. True. And so hopefully next year's the year where the Big Ten West comes down to Iowa, Wisconsin, and, and we can go into Camp Randall and really take it from them. But uh, <laughs> I, I I do like Iowa to win, and then I like Iowa to smoke Iowa State tomorrow night in the uh, yeah. the Cyhawk game. Yeah, let's hope for that. I'm going over to buddy Joe Garcia's house. He's a he's an <laughs> Iowa State grad, so uh, he invited me over. Awesome. So, you know, we're gonna go over and uh, and watch the game and uh, and root for the Hawks, and uh, I think we'll take him down pretty. Handy. We will have that game covered at HawkeyeNation.com as well as Saturday afternoon and everything going on in Hawkeye Nation. HawkeyeNation.com. So check that out. Joe and I will be back a week from now, uh, but follow us along. Follow along with us uh, on HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you so much for listening. Go Hawks.